One, two, five. Teresa, three. But, but you're not supposed to go past three. Not supposed to go past three. You have to. You have to throw it, Mark. You can't hold it. It says in the instructions in the sacred texts. Dude, I was really hoping that, that somehow in the movie they would say, you know, it's the holy hand grenade of Antioch, the one Brother Marcus carries with him. <laughs> yeah, like of all, like they did a lot of really, really fun, like Easter eggs and cameo stuff in that movie. Like if they went just the extra mile with the holy hand grenade of Antioch and had them like either mention Brother Marcus or like they mess up counting trying to throw it just like they do in the holy grail oh, one <laughs> two five no three three and then they try it. Like, oh would have been would have been great but i don't know like i don't want to i don't want to like i don't want to like you know you know spill the tea you know that's always spilling the tea in this case i don't want to talk shit uh throw shade at them for their uh their attempt to like squeeze in all this pop culture because it, there was just so much so much in this movie and it was so much fun it really was like I, I I dug seeing my Overwatch players, uh, our characters as well as um, all of my like my favorite my favorite pop characters. I was a little sad that um, douchebag owner of the uh, the conglomerate there uh, modeled his in in Oasis character after the Alex Ross uh, paintings of Superman, <laughs> but yeah, no one Sorrento, yeah. yeah Freaking Nolan douchebag. But which, by the way, I just realized, folks, uh, we are talking Ready Player One this week. <laughs> <laughs> just, yep. just in just, case, you just were like introducing what we're doing. two friends to each other and waiting ten minutes into the conversation to tell them their names. <laughs> <laughs> that's how this week starts. Well, I, that's why I like the the side stitch format because we mm -hmm. can, you know, Joe and I with our our very very long hair, we can let it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, Mark has, let her hair down has as well. just, just wavy, wavy locks that are treasured throughout the country. Well, no matter where I go, the wind always catches it. <laughs> okay, uh, so, you may, yeah. you, one, one quick announcement while mm -hmm. we're at it, though. Um, Y'all may have noticed that uh, Chelsea has not been with us for the last, last few episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, not to get too far into... Uh, into that scenario but she's she's got some things she's working through mm -hmm. uh, that we won't we won't air out here but we do want to yep. give her our best and and hope that uh, everything's okay there we promise you she's okay but yes um, she she but... is physically fine <laughs> she's she's yeah she's physically doing okay but we just don't want to air out what she's going through without her her saying it herself so yeah but she yeah. will be back as soon as possible we promise that she has not left the show yes she has not She's not left the show. There's, there's no, there's no controversy beyond the, yep. these comments. So. That woman knows no quit. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Speaking, speaking of knowing no quit, Ready Player One absolutely knows no quit when it comes to the references that it contains. No. Um, hmm. And you'll notice in our episode this week, we do talk with our friend Kevin the Critic, and we we discuss the film. Mm -hmm. What we don't do is break down all 1,100 oh plus references. I say there has to it. be more than that. <laughs> there's no <laughs> way there's only a thousand and one like Easter eggs and references in this movie. <laughs> like that's probably like in one scene, there's a thousand things. <laughs> oh. oh God, yes. Well, right away, I mean, it's like a fire hose, right? I mean, yep. if 
if you weren't even let, let's just say if like nerddom wasn't a thing right mm -hmm. and we're just talking about pure content i mean oh when when wade watts the main character starts talking about uh just just what's going on in the oasis right mm -hmm. immediately you see minecraft you know you, you see batman scaling mount everest yep you know it, it, we see so many crazy things that <laughs> that honestly I, it doesn't even feel normal to me and, and I, I love all these properties by the mm -hmm. way um you know seeing that it, it just it's it's almost too much it's just there's just so much going on it's like a yeah pop yeah. culture seizure it is and like kudos to the people who actually you know like decided to like slow this thing down to watch it frame by frame and really analyze to see everything that's in there um as much as we do love research and we like to really dig deep we're not those guys. <laughs> we we haven't slowed down. Look at every Easter egg in here because um, when we thought RPGs were overwhelming, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I think today, uh, what we're gonna really uh, dive into in this side stitch is just some of our favorite side stitch uh, side stitches, some of our favorite um, references and Easter eggs that we noticed, uh, as well as where we think the world will actually be in 2050. What will Ohio look like? And I was just there. <laughs> and they're only, to my knowledge, stacking their, uh, their RVs and trailer homes too tall currently. Just two, just two, one on top of the other. Not quite Ready Player One yet. So we've got time before the high fructose corn syrup wars start. And those, those shortages, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But all right. Fam yeah. Family's so, torn apart. <laughs> so, like Mark mentioned, like right away, like you're hit with like just introducing the Oasis. Um, and you can see that the, like there's a Minecraft world and all this other stuff going on. Um, you can completely customize your character, like really anything you, you want it to look like, whether it be a pop culture thing or your own original idea anything is possible is what they're trying to get to um, with the Oasis. And then I think the first thing we really see like action wise happening in this movie is you've got Daito and Sho are like in this battlefield trying to earn this, um, this glove that may let you turn your avatar into any giant robot for three minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And we're seeing you know, stuff left and right. I think they've got, I think there's like a doom trooper in there or uh, a master chief um, throughout here somewhere, the ODST crew. There is just so, so terribly much going on of people like fighting their way to the top of this mountain to try and get this item. Yeah, I, I actually, the first thing that kind of stopped me dead in my tracks, the first time I saw this was um, Jim Rayner from StarCraft appears in, in the game. Uh, Jim, Jim Rayner was like one of the, the main characters in early starcraft mm -hmm. um, actually now that i think about it looking at uh looking at the the outfit that uh that wade's uncle is wearing it's it's, it's actually kind of a cross between jim rayner and tychus finley who is the uh like one of the main characters in starcraft uh starcraft 2 oh, um, okay their, their suits look very similar and who knows maybe it's just the avatar that wade's uncle picked like he looks very jim rayner ish so <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean the yeah the, the video game references you knew were going to happen just because well for one um in the game or in the book and the movie itself like 
crucial plot points are built around like Halliday's love mm-hmm. of the Atari 2600 and then just pretty much a nerdgasm of video games proceed <laughs> after that point. So <laughs> yeah. 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 That like deathmatch planet. Yeah. Just oozing with with video game references and mm-hmm. all kinds of fun stuff. Yep. And then you get to uh Halliday's funeral and it's definitely Spock's coffin from uh uh from uh wrath of khan so that was great (laughs) every like every little thing just just when you think that um the things are over like they're not uh what they think what duke nukem is even in that first scene uh yeah he's he's shooting at uh i think um at d right i believe so yeah yeah it was fairly early on yeah Mm -hmm. yeah which which for me, like just just enjoying a movie, um, it was actually surprising how how much of it like I recognized, of course, mm-hmm. um, but I I just wasn't looking for anything, you know, like I wasn't trying to pick out stuff. So Mm-mm. like the first time I saw it, yeah, they mentioned things like they mentioned Minecraft specifically we talked about, and so like yeah, you see something, you go, oh, okay, yep, yep, I know that, yep. But for as much stuff as I recognized, there was just as much things that I. I didn't even really notice until, mm-hmm. you know, viewing five, viewing 10. Um, <laughs> I've watched this movie quite a few times. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, there, there was a ton of it that, um, that, yeah, it was crazy to think that there's so many references and I didn't even see most of them the first time. Yeah. Um, the only one where like, because like, I never think I ever like really got close to like, like you said, like on viewing 10 and like, oh, I think I've got a good chunk of these now. And the only thing that I think I got close, anywhere close to was definitely um, this small scene of them going after the first key where you see um, like just all the cars lining up and you have the plethora of all of the, uh, the AOI um, vehicles. But then all the other like fun vehicle refer- references you get in here, you've got the Mach 1 from Speed Racer. Um, you've got the Formula One car from pole position. Of course, uh, they're driving um, the DeLorean with, for some reason, Kit's sensor bar is in the front of it. <laughs> yeah. We don't know yeah. why it's there, but we're happy it's there. Um, we've yeah. got the A-Team van is there. Christine, uh, yeah. the old haunted car is there. Uh, you see Ryu walking around at this point in time. Um, Mad Max's um, Ford Falcon is in here as well. For the for fans of that series, as well as the Adam West Batmobile, yeah, yeah, the uh, mm-hmm. Firefly, the Serenity, she shows up multiple different times within the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even Eagle Five from Spaceballs shows. Oh up my in gosh, there. I missed Eagle Five <laughs> in in H's I miss garage. Eagle 5? <laughs> yeah, she, Eagle Five's in H's garage. So the next time you watch it, mm-hmm. uh, just check it out. It's in there. Like it's, yeah. it's sitting right in the back behind, um, mm-hmm. behind Iron Giant. Yeah. Yep. And H, by the way, uh, rocking out Bigfoot, the old monster truck, in that opening race. Yeah. Which is pretty great. And then of course you've got um, uh, the Akira motorcycle for that Artemis is 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 sporting in that race. There's just mm-hmm. so much stuff. And then in that one little scene, one scene. Um, and what you've got uh, the T Rex from Jurassic Park, obviously there. A Spielberg must get to throw that in. Which oddly enough, Spielberg actually said that he didn't want his references mm-hmm. to be center stage for this movie. Yep. 
like he, he fought it actually. He said, no, I don't want this thing to be just about me. And then oddly enough, mm-hmm. through licensing, like disputes and, and issues, um, no matter how hard he fought it, they still ended up using iron giant. <laughs> well, I mean, you had to iron giants is too good to leave out of that. Oh well, yeah. And then iron giant turning into a Terminator two reference at the end was, was fantastic <laughs> as well. So it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously these are very recognizable references though. Mm-hmm. Were there any references that you saw that maybe other people just would not get? Um, I don't know if people wouldn't get them because again, this it's, it's pop culture based. So there's a lot in here. Um, I mean, looking at H's garage alone. Um, you've got stuff from Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica. Um, I would say like the most obscure thing, or there's another anime reference with uh, the swordfish from Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Um, may not have been picked up on by many, but even then, like Bebop is such like a good transitional anime where like if people don't like anime, you can probably get them to watch Cowboy Bebop. So like, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. if we're talking about marketable animes, then yeah, or sorry, anime. I I mean, sorry, I said animes. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, please don't crucify me for <laughs> for saying that. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it, yeah, for as far as anime goes, I mean, they definitely picked, I mean, I, I would say some intelligent references mm-hmm. there. Um, the, the one that actually that I thought was, was crazy that um, others might miss was actually Jason and the Argonauts. Did you ever watch that movie? Maybe once, <laughs> to be completely okay. honest. Mm-hmm. No, no worries, man. It's like this is like the original Clash of the Titans, not the not the Sam Worthington version mm-hmm. of like two thousand, I think four or two thousand three. Okay, no, no, maybe it was, maybe it was two thousand five. I can't remember. They remade it, but yeah, the skeletons from Jason and the Argonauts um, that were like back then done in stop motion. They showed up on that same deathmatch planet, no. and when I saw them, I'm like, those skeletons are very unique. Nobody else probably cares how unique they are. That's Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> Lost my shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was paying attention to the first time, Joe. Um, believe it or not. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. Sorrento morphing mm-hmm. into, you know, Mecha Godzilla had to have oh. awoken a force within you. Oh, and... absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even better is. The Mecha Godzilla that they chose for this is great because that Mecha Godzilla, the way the way that one looks, never actually ever appears in a movie. Like you never see a Mecha Godzilla that fully looks like the one that's like that. And you think, okay, well maybe it was just their own like stylistic interpretation because Mecha Godzilla has changed from the various ages of Godzilla, but actually it's not because this is not their own original idea. There's actually hmm. during the Heisei period of the gods of the movies, which is basically the late 80s uh, through the 90s, those movies, mm-hmm. um, they have not only the best Godzilla movie posters ever made, but some of just the best movie poster artwork ever made. Mm. And they had an artist create Mecha Godzilla for that based off of an original idea that Mecha Godzilla was going to separate into these three different vehicles that could join eventually come back and form Mecha Godzilla. So he had designed all of that himself and made it for the poster. 
And then it turned out like, okay, so that's not in the budget anymore. <laughs> and we can't use that version. So they had to, they redesigned them to the more modular looking Mechagodzilla that we got in the, uh, the 1995 movie. But I was really, really happy that they went with that one because it never actually got to see any sort of action in a movie until Ready Player One. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I give kudos to people who, for one, can remember this many things, but then to give it some legitimate screen time. That's, oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, obviously, we could go on and on about mm-hmm. about references because there's so many. I yeah. mean, we'd be here for, uh, for years. <laughs> God, I know. And we don't have that kind of time, everybody. We just don't, as much no. as we'd, mm-hmm. we'd love to have the first one year long podcast episode, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, but looking at, at 2045, you know, I know we said 2050 earlier, but like same area, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when, when Back to the Future was made, Back to the Future Part Two, Mm-hmm. Uh, as kids, I remember seeing like the flying cars and thinking like, you know, it's still the eighties, early nineties. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We got some time yet. Then we got there and we're like, yeah, my fashion hasn't changed at all in 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> let alone, let alone the things I'm eating, the things I'm drinking, mm-hmm. you know, the cars we're driving are still modeled after stuff we were driving then. So it's like, mm-hmm. Wow. You know what's what's really likely to happen here, and and since we're <laughs> we're only about twenty three, you know, if we if we round up to twenty fifty, you know, about twenty six mm-hmm. years, oh, yeah. twenty seven, whatever. My my math's off. Twenty nine years. Joe, what do you what do you think, Joe, is likely to happen? Because we we talk about this in a future episode as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, what what do we think is likely to happen in twenty forty five compared to now? Well. I would like to say flying cars, but we've been pitching those sons of bitches for decades and we still don't have them. Hell, we had to cheat to make a hoverboard work. <laughs> yeah, because what? In 2015, Lexus like announced like, hey, here's a hoverboard, but it requires like uh, what superconductor magnets and it only works on a park that they built that could actually repel the magnets. And oh my God, I'm like, yep, you, you made it. However, <laughs> it's not not what we thought. Um, so by twenty by twenty fifty, something I'm hoping that we have. Um, hmm. I'm saying, you know what? I would like an actual like immersive VR experience. So something Oasis like, um, not necessarily like to the point where you can feel everything going on. Because like seriously. That's that's a terrible idea. Why would you want that? Like, if you get shot, I mean, like, why do you want to feel like you got shot? <laughs> I mean, Joe, I'm not going to kink shame here. <laughs> if that's what you're into. I mean, have at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess teach that out. If you uh, you definitely want to feel the choking, then by all means. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I I think with with how technology progresses, right? We we were talking. Uh, earlier this season about VR and augmented reality as it applies to Pokemon go and how mm-hmm. the original technologies actually were founded fairly, you know, early in the, in the, uh, in the mid 1900s um, as far as trajectory goes and how long it took to actually break into commercialized, 
you know, or commercialized available, commercially available products. There we go. That's the word. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah. Commercially available. It took the better part of almost like 50, 55 years, Mm -hmm. right. Until we got something meaningful there. So obviously the timeline doesn't extend that far as technology gets better. Um, And now, you know, now VR is, you can tie it up to your cell phone. You can plug it into a PlayStation or an Xbox, not sponsors, (laughs) but uh, I still don't see it being, I don't know, unless something ridiculous changes in in the next, like, you know, 30 years here Um, with a pandemic. I don't, unless the pandemic reached levels where, I mean, we're, we're, we're legitimately like faced Mm -hmm. with something that could turn you into a zombie or, you know, heaven forbid someone who likes pineapple and pizza. I mean, that's the only (laughs) time. I could see this getting to the point where we're relying on something that much for an entertainment source. Oh yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like, cause like, obviously like ready player one is not the only um, thing to do this, like virtually already log in and you're in this whole immersive other world, other properties in it as well. I think what a notable anime that was really hot for a while, but then quickly became annoying was uh sword art online. Um, but that was, that was definitely a, a case where if you died in the game, you died in real life. But that also was not an original pitch, believe it or not, for the, for the video game. But I don't know I think we'll have something, something like that where you can log in, lay down, and like you get some sort of like, I don't know, like not necessarily like Matrix plug-in style to your head, but something that can read like a, like a, like a thought wave so you can you can move in the world without actually um, having to move your body. So, wow, that, that, you know, that's too much. Well, but, total, total recall already planted that seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the idea has been there for so long. It has. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, I just think if people actually mm-hmm. wanted it, we would have probably had it by now. I mean, maybe, I mean, like, I don't know, like uh, the Aquas Rift stuff is pretty solid. Um, it's just, you know, too expensive to be super popular um, still. And the games like Beat Saber can only be fun for so long. Um, but not and again, like not to say anyone who still plays Beat Saber, like, you know, it's good for you. It's good for you. We, I rocked out to Rock Band for way longer than I probably should have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Did. <laughs> but like, I think we'll have some sort of like legitimate VR experience, even like, do you remember the old PlayStation 2, PlayStation, I think, eight commercials what they went with? Uh, it was it was literally a marketing campaign for playstation like saying of this this virtual world you would log on and play into and you jump from world to world based on the video game you want to play and then uh a little bubble came up and it said the playstation 8 and then the screen faded and it said but until then the playstation 2 is available um little did we know that kingdom hearts would basically be the same thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, to be honest with you i i I know that sometimes it's it's harder to to see technology move unless there's like a government need or like a military Mm -hmm. need right that's where a lot of r&d tends to go for these things pretty much um Mm -hmm. so really i think what we should be pushing our time into is an iron man suit because i know that's what i want Mm-hmm. And the, the best thing about it, Joe, you can pee in that thing. Yeah. And that's what America wants. Like, really? Like, have you seen our attempts at Iron Man suits so far? Super clunky. <laughs> like the guy who made his own jetpack, where he's got like basically turbines on his back 
and his hands. Like you can't do anything with that thing. Forget about it. Like, yeah, you can fly around in it, but like you're a sitting duck. Like you're basically a clay pigeon. Um, <laughs> like you, they're like, if you raise your arm to like do like a little repulsor shot, you're going to like fly off somewhere and not be able to aim at what you're trying to shoot. So yes. yeah, an Iron Man thing, or I don't know, maybe we'll luck out and heaven forbid we get mechs. We get giant robots that actually do something because I mean, do you remember um, it was, I mean, pre-pandemic times where they advertised like America versus Japan, like robot fight. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. initially it looked like it was going to be like all Japan because like the big American mech was like just loaded up with guns, like, you know, America. That's what we do. Um, and it's like, but it's like, big and clunky compared to this like super cool maneuverable Japanese robot. And when they actually did it, they had like three rounds because they were um, like two different American robots versus the one Japanese one. And the first one, the American robot like could barely move at all. And like the, the Japanese robot just lifted its arm and just drove forward and punched it once and it fell down and it was done. The American <laughs> robot was out. Um, and then basically it gets to the point where it's like they fight against the big Eagle One mech and he, I think that thing was like shooting massive like paintballs or something at the uh, the Japanese robot and basically hit it and knocked something loose so it couldn't move anymore. <laughs> wow. So, I, yeah. Well, but that's just like early like Robot Wars or what oh, was it yeah. called? Uh, is that what the TV yeah. show was called? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, yeah, there was, there was Robot Wars. Um, those were like the little remote control ones. But then eventually yeah. they made like the big like Rock'em Sock'em robot ones where like they're attached to like a, a big device that actually helps them move around because like there's no way they would balance on their own at that time. You know what? I think what we really just need to focus on realistically within our lifetimes, Joe, mm -hmm. ketchup and mustard in the same bottle. Yeah. Why aren't we on that? Like, how is that not a thing yet? I don't know. It's a great idea. Yeah, someone should make it.